whether every time uh, you listen to music, the song turns into All Star, or every time you watch a movie, it slowly turns into Shrek. Probably, <laughs> probably All Star. Because then I question. can still watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> If every time I was listening to a song, like if you're listening to like Dust in the Wind, it's just like, I close my eyes and the hits stop coming and they don't stop <laughs> coming. I think the real mind trippy part is like, how would every movie eventually turn into <laughs> It would wait until there was a, no, it's, it's super easy. You just wait till the first fade to black and then it's the door kicks open. <laughs> See, then that's the beginning. Then you're just watching Shrek. <laughs> but I want to watch. I want to watch a movie, and then I get to the part. <laughs> and just different parts of the movie when we pick up, like where Fiona is an ogre when we pick up, or like she's not an ogre. Oh, like just seeing where the movie would seamlessly transition <laughs> into Shrek. <laughs> like, oh, that that makes a lot of sense, and it shouldn't. Th- that's a that sounds like something that would have it existed on Twitter in the. Like around 2010, a hundred percent. Like there was the guy that had the Twitter that was, if you watch movies backwards. Really, it's like the uh, how it fades to black and the Garam starts. Yes, but then different it's parts that of Shrek, <laughs> just not the Shrek. same part of Shrek. Just whatever connects the most of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John, what would you pick? I think I'd go with song too. That's I'd... a great question. So I, I said song because it's less of a time commitment, in my opinion. <laughs> Good, good point, dude. I loved Return of the King until the, about three fourths of the way through, where <laughs> fairy tale creatures. Yeah, Mike Myers came out of Eddie nowhere Murphy. as a green ogre. <laughs> yeah, when Aragorn's horse turned into a donkey, that was Eddie Murphy. Lost me. Shadow facts is donkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you working that out in your head yeah. was so good. I see it. <laughs> you know what? Okay, hello, hello. Welcome to the Too Much Free Time Podcast. Question. I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, is Peter Blankenship. Yeah. And the ever-inquisitive John Girdler. <laughs> what a conversation we just had. Brought to you by Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Oh, yeah, we are recording this on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> we are officially ending this period of horror film watching obviously we're going to come back to it in october you always do keeps coming around to us and it don't stop coming, <laughs> don't stop coming. <laughs> Damn it. is that it's gonna be prevalent is that gonna be- my nightmare <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be prevalent through this whole episode the uh but as we bring this to a close it is peter's selection would you like to introduce your movie yeah so i chose the i think it's 2009 sleeper the uh, collector. Not getting much sleep after that one. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Early hot take. <laughs> yeah, I borderline felt bad um, recommending this. You know, like, so me and Mark watch movies, whatever. Bring John along. Tag John along. Come on, John. John, then, you'll love it. And then sometimes John doesn't love it. John, well, you see, didn't love it. See, I've seen some, like, gory movies. Mm-hmm. And this one bothered me a good bit. Yeah, I and felt a little like, oh, I kind of forgot that part. Ooh. To give a quick synopsis of the film, yeah, it's basically the idea is a ex-con, retired thief, is pulled in for one more job to help his wife, I guess from a loan shark. That's an that iffy thing. Yeah. That's yeah. muddied waters. But he's basically breaking into his 
employer's house to steal a ruby, but when he gets there, he discovers a serial killer has already laid claim to the house and has set a series of traps for him and the family. I would like our listeners to know Mark did that without looking at any notes. <laughs> well, I was looking directly into your eyes. Those are the only <laughs> notes I need. <laughs> that's, that's good. That was perfect. No, no, good. <laughs> perfect recap. On the surface, he looks I... calm and ready to drop bombs. <laughs> I love that description of a plot like that's a great idea of a reverse home invasion where it's a burglar comes in thinks he has the house to himself and discovers this crazy shit that's going on booby traps torture all that crazy stuff the serial killers doing that's a like if someone was just to pitch that idea to as a movie to me i'm in that's awesome i do think the execution leaves a little bit wanting (laughs) But, I mean, like, to also be fair, I think Josh Stewart, that's his name. Yeah. The guy that plays Arkin, really good. I liked him Really good. For what paper-thin plot we have. Like, he's a really convincing dude. I, he, he's one of those heroes we've talked about in horror films that I, or at least I've hearkened on. Hearkened on. (laughs) For Arkin. Is that too many times horror film heroes don't act rationally in a realistic way. They're either hyper strategic to where you're like, no one can think that clearly in this scenario or they're dumbasses. Their brains are Swiss cheese and they're just running around like chickens with their head cut off. And it's, those are the two ends. I like this one where yeah. he makes mistakes cause he's not, he's in a panic, but he's actually intelligent about how he's moving through the house. Yeah. Like the, especially when he's first coming in and breaking in and he hears the door open and that like work with the walk around, like the camera work stuff, I think is really good. In the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the over the head watching them like switch doors or, you know, like go through things like that. And like the mistakes of him trying to punch through the window and he cuts himself, but then he, he learns, he adapts. That stuff is good. Those camera pans remind me of house hunting and how when you're looking at houses, they give you the layout of a house by showing above the floor plan kind of. Oh, yeah. How everything isn't what it seems. Exactly. But what the character was interesting because he started off, he had a a moment where he wins you over because he has the tea party with the girl. And so you're like, oh, this is a good guy. But then he's also a con man. So you're like, is he the bad guy? And then he ends up being the good guy. It's an interesting flip. Yeah, they do a good balance of the... What is it? The criminal with a heart of gold kind of yeah. aspect. But I can't not talk about the opening of this film. And I don't mean the actual cold opening. I mean the weird the credits. Because the cold opening of this movie is a big, you know, kind of colonial house. An old couple is back from like a dinner party or something. They discover a giant chest, like a suitcase chest. With a note. With a note that just says, for the collection. For the collection. They open it. And before you can see what it said, he's like, Call the pu-, and then he gets grabbed. And you're like, what's happening? And, and then... An extended opening for a crime scene procedural TV show begins. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. That's the theme song with all the cuts. It's, yeah, just quick cuts of all these different, like, spiders and jars and, yeah, like, I thought specimens. bugs were going to play a bigger... I mean, I know they kind of did with the exterminator piece, but, like, Yeah, I mean, really. if you uh, end up watching the collection and, like, kind of really dig into the mythos, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, the collector is an entomologist. Is that canon, though? Yeah. Yes. No, literally, yeah. <laughs> just being difficult. 
But the that's only, why he likes bugs. The only way I can describe collecting. it is it's it's like if Rob Zombie or like Nine Inch Nails made a CD with Rob Zombie's really a good one because he does the music for his movies and it's yeah it feels like, like that. that but with like a techno like dubstep shit on it it, it is, was 2009 yeah that's true but it's so funny it's like I sent you guys I sent you guys the goth kids dancing yeah because that's what it felt I like. mean I kind of dug it though it wasn't awful it was just so unexpected because that cold opening is almost just not necessary. No, it's garbage. It sets up for, I mean, when he winds up in the box. I guess. To set a through line, you're like, oh, who's going to wind up in the box from this house? Yeah. I don't know. But when we come out of our techno raven, you know, opening, we're just seeing our, our boy Arkin just helping refurbish a house, I guess. I the I, the. Yeah, the setup is so hard. I guess he's a handyman, maybe. Yeah, I think he's a handyman, and you and it it kind of keeps going back and forth throughout his conversation and his walkthrough, whether he's the new guy or if he's worked for this dude for years. Yeah, and I couldn't make heads or tails of it. It seems newish. He's been here before. Well, okay, so that's one of the tricks is because when he's introduced to all the the family, we got Jill Chase, we got who's the oldest daughter. Victoria Chase, yeah, who's yeah. the mom. Yeah. And then we have Hannah. Michael Chase, oh, my who is the dad. And then Hannah Chase, the youngest little girl. So when both the daughters interact with him, make him seem like almost this old family friend they've yeah. had forever. Mm-hmm. When he has the tea party thing with Hannah, which, by the way, in my notes, dick move, he never brings up the spider. You should say, hey, there's a spider in the cup. That's not like a... Anyway, moving past that. When Michael Chase is talking to Arkin in that scene, he makes it sound like, hey, what are you doing? Why are you talking to my daughter? Yeah, this is really creepy, bro. Yeah. But then five minutes later, when they're outside the house, and he's hey, like, man. here's uh, pay for, for the, the rest of the week. Rest of the week. You know, it's really been a lot, and I threw in some extra. They act like they've known each other forever. Uh-huh. And so what is it? Because he even tells Michael during the tea party thing, he's like, sorry, you know, I, you know, she invited me to the tea party. I have a, I have a daughter her age, so, you know, I understand. And it's like, so is he new or has he been here forever? What has happened? He's, he's been there long enough to... Um, to case the joint. Yeah, to case the house and know where the safe is, which we didn't see during this. Right. Scene. That's another thing that bothered me in this opening was how he's staring at the wife. But I did like that line of like her her giving herself Botox injections. Oh yeah, <laughs> what are we gonna name you? Isn't it J- he? Didn't Jill shoots Botox in, <laughs> shots fired at the daughter. Did y'all feel like this movie was shot weird with the camera, like some kind of weird lens applied, or it yeah. felt like I was watching a home movie or it, something the whole time? I it's think it's grainy. low budget. It's low budget, mm-hmm. and it seems like I didn't look up who the cinematographer was. But it seems like they kind of had ADD on what kind of style they were going for, and it kept changing. Like I, I'm with you. I noticed a lot of different times the, it was the grain as well as they would randomly throw in angles that don't make sense. Like they'd add touch angles on a perfectly like normal scene to, because you do that to like make someone feel tense. But like there's no. There's no tension in this scene. He's just talking to his daughter at a bowling alley. Like and I don't the, understand the this. Major differences in lighting. It's like green, then blue, 
red. But once the house, once he's in the house, that's pretty Less pretty noticeable. straight straight through. Yeah. So I think he just struggled with the rest of the setup. I think they planned out the house first, which would make sense because that's the majority of the movie. But yeah, so the you know Arkins, the handyman, he's been. We find out because when he leaves to go see his daughter, which sets up another confusing setup. It seems like he's either a deadbeat ex-husband or, you know, some sort of like he's been gone. Well, I know he's been in prison, but the way he goes to the bowling alley to see his daughter makes it seem like he's not supposed to be there. Yeah. Like he's breaking a restraining order or something. And then the way the wife enters, putting the water glass down, it's like... That all comes across like he owes child support. He owes right. something. Yeah, do you have it? I thought it was child support. Yeah, and I wrote that down too. And then the daughter being like, will I be able to keep the teddy bear present? I don't know what that means. But she looked at the mom. Like the mom takes away the gifts he gives her, which is another weird layer of like what's going on. And then when they have the conversation, just Arkin and the wife, turns out there's loan sharks involved. That she owes money too. Yeah, I That's, feel like this whole storyline was just added so that he had motivation to save Hannah the whole movie. They're like, oh, let's throw him and, and throw in a daughter. The time of midnight being important. Yeah, the time of midnight being yeah. important. It just could have been so simple. It really only needed to be that he... Because the plot that ends up happening where he goes to the guy to say, I need, I'm going to get the ruby tonight and I need my money now. That whole conversation... I forgot that character's <laughs> J. J. name. J.G. Wentworth. <laughs> that whole conversation should have been the plot of the movie. Like, that's it. It should have been, because he says, I looked out for you in prison, now you owe me. It should have been that guy coming to him saying, you owe me, go get the diamond, you have till midnight. Like, that's it. It didn't need to be this super convoluted loan sharks, we don't know what his relationship status with his wife and his daughter is. Like, all this stuff is so convoluted for what this movie is about, which is basically a torture porn genre like but horror film without having the tension of him being like 50 percent, or you know like i'll find someone else and then the guy with the open flame it's like i don't know if arkin can take pain yet i really need that set up and they set it up here they burned some little uh hair they burn the hairs off yeah. his hands and he he's <laughs> still think about that it. you're right so he can take pain and we know that now it has been established so that when he does take pain he can get up from injuries that he shouldn't it's not needed. <laughs> we'll tell that to CeeLo Green. Because okay, so one of the things I do. <laughs> wow, he did look like a Kmart. He did. Green. He did a little Just bit. Saying. A little bit. Just saying. I will say though, this movie is. What is it? It was an hour and twenty-five minutes. Yeah, it was pretty short. Mm-hmm. It was. It moved. It. Do- it after moved. the first fifteen. Minutes. Yeah. When once he enters the house. That that movie moves. I paused to go to the restroom at one point. I was like, oh, I only have 15 minutes left? I was like, oh, wow, I guess this is the climax. Like, it goes. So that's a positive. And I guess I can see that being the issue of they probably filmed the house stuff first, and then they realized we only have a movie that's an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> how do we fill these 30 minutes? Yeah. So how do we do this? Well, we got. let's add more character depth. To Arkin, I guess. And then when we're introduced to Jill, she like half flirts with him too, which is weird for me. Well, yeah, she's, she's the supposed delinquent. to be in high school, and then he's kind of like playing along with her. That was a little yeah, strange. that was a little strange too. And then when you get her 
she gets motorboated later. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he should have been sent to Arkham Asylum. <laughs> Sorry, I've been, Arkham. been holding on to that for a Arkham while. Arkham for Arkham. That's, <laughs> it's, he's actually in Gotham, which makes sense. Oh, like, the collector could a hundred percent be a Batman villain. That'd be an amazing. I, I had super that. In, villain. I had that in my notes. Was like this. How is this character not a Batman villain? Yeah, like a wow. dark and twisted so, Riddler kind of. Well, so fun fact. Like this is it was pitched as a prequel for Saw. I did see that. I was oh, going to bring that up, and so like you can kind of see that because yeah. it's it's for the traps sure. And, Definitely and read the coattails of, of Saw's success. I but think. I mean, I like this guy more than I like. Uh, Whoever the guy saw is Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I like this version of that kind of serial killer. I think the sequel does what all ninety percent of sequels do and blow it out of proportion to where I no longer like whatever this dude's doing because the subtlety of it just being uh, inside of a house and it being kind of just this family. Like you don't know how often he does this. It's very like vague and open ended. Oh, he does it all the time. Countless murders. This guy. The op- so the opening of the collection, there's like a news reporter, whatever, how they always do. It, they even did it in The Happening, where they try to like catch you up with everything that's going on. Yeah, exposition dump via the 50 news. 50 people are missing. Fake news. Uh, hey, 50 our pilot people episode. are missing. So like, if he kills three people and takes one, like he's murdered 150 people, and he has kidnapped 50 of them. Like, this guy. Yeah, he would 100% be like... Interpol, FBI, CIA, like everybody's most wanted. Yeah. Especially after the events of the opening of the second film, which we can get to later. But like that alone is like minimum 300 people die. Oh, yeah. That's that's basically a terrorist attack that happens at the beginning of the, the second movie. And then they still are like, police are stumped. Screw the police. <laughs> this is like some next year tit. Yeah. This is so funny. But yeah, again, go back to the first one though. The fact that it's, you know, you don't really know any the serial killer exists. The simplicity of the idea of him being inside the house and setting up the house as a trap is super cool. I will say some of the traps are so elaborate that I'm like, he would have needed at least two days, right, to set this up. Like, well, so you get a little bit that he has also been casing the house. Because he is the exterminator. Right. But I'm just mean like he installed a he installs like nine deadlocks in that one door. Yeah. So the the weird thing was when Arkin comes in, it like the camera is looking it it has shots of, oh, I need to remember this spot for later. Right. Like, giving us some Chekhov's guns of locations. And then when he's coming back down these same spots, it seems there are traps there now. I agree. I I thought that was weird. It seemed like they almost were set up after he had come in the house. And it it just yeah, it's just some of them were super easy like the bear traps on the ground and like even the super easy. Even the pulley system from the chandelier thing to the front like that's but the the fish whatever those those tri- the wires are. Oh, the razor wires. Razor wire. Yeah, yeah. That would take a long ass time to set up. Yeah, that would take a while to set up. The elaborate thing that gets um Jill where it like throws her against a wall that has a bunch of nails in it. Like there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, okay, this, this would have been like, 
at minimum a day <laughs> to yeah. set up. And he just didn't he just leave in the morning. And yeah, he left night? that morning, came back because they were supposed so, to leave in a little while to go yeah. on the vacation. He said so. max eight hours, max, max, eight and hours. that's being I'm being generous. super generous <laughs> that they have thirty six hour days. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler: they don't. Right, but um, so Arkin's now like I'm gonna go steal this ruby that's in a safe behind the mirror, uh, and give it to this gangster to get the money I need to pay off the loan shark. He just needs the ruby. Now I have to ask: when you guys heard ruby, you assumed like ruby necklace, ruby <laughs> ring. You know what I mean? Like, no, I thought completely unpolished. <laughs> Fat ass ruby. <laughs> you thought right at the top of your head. You're like, oh, it's probably a ruby the size of my fist, uncut, pure, just like yeah, in this dude's safe, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that where makes- did he get this? <laughs> <laughs> it looks ugly. <laughs> I had such an Indiana Jones moment when he pulled it out. I was like, I started was like, that shit belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's not some sort of like, oh, I just keep this. You know, in a safe in case hard Next times. Next to my gun. Then he doesn't keep the bullets in the same location. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah that that killed me because it's supposed to be by the time he finds the ruby, it's a super tense moment and everything because he's discovered the serial killer in the house. But when he pulled that over out of the like safe, that and it was that out took me out of it as for a second, second thought because he goes back to get the gun and he's like, oh yeah, the ruby's still here. And then he like pulls it out. Well like, what the hell? Do they look like that? Gosh. I don't even know. It's like a piece of trash. It did. <laughs> it did. Yeah. I like him breaking into the house though. I like how it's quiet. And to be honest, from the moment he enters enters the house, the first like ten to twenty minutes of that are my favorite parts of the movie because it's him sneaking around. It's the serial killer sneaking around. It's them kind of playing an unintentional cat and mouse because he doesn't, they each don't know who the other is. And that's really fun. I like that. It's the sound quality. It's fun where they're not being ninja silent, like in the strangers where they're just freaks. You hear their shoes. And so they keep hearing each other, but they can't be confident that it was someone. I liked that. That's what I wanted in The Strangers. Well I ha- done. I hated in The Strangers that they were ninjas. Ghosts. Yeah. Literal ghosts. They are trained. They <laughs> went to Shaolin. They spent some time with the monks. Then they went to Japan. They were samurai. And they got cool, weird rabbit masks. And then they came back to haunt rural wherever the fuck. Yeah. Liv Tyler. Uh, Liv Tyler. Yeah. Liv Tyler. Go listen to episode eight. I don't if know. That's pretty early on. Go listen to the back and get on to Andrew, <laughs> <laughs> one of his favorites. But yeah, I thought you liked it. <laughs> so never asked. <laughs> that is what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really, really did enjoy that, and um, I liked the the tension and discovery when uh, Michael Michael Chase falls into the room mm-hmm. and sees him, he thinks Arkin's the one doing it. Yeah, that he like took off his mask or whatever. Yeah, I liked that. Uh, I did laugh, though, because at that point, you know, I'd, it'd been a while since I'd seen it, so I forgot how elaborate the traps were. I mm-hmm. thought it was all just like, you know, nails on floorboards, bear traps, you know, things like that. So when he comes at him with the golf club and accidentally sets off the one trap that like sort of just pulls him out of the room, <laughs> I was yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But that was pretty brutal. 
just yanked him up, dropped him from the second story onto the ground. Somehow he's still alive. Yeah, that Michael Chase dude takes a lot of punishment. Yeah, he might have gotten the worst. Or the wife. I don't know. They both got pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, Jill also suffered major. If she was to live past that, she would have PTSD from seeing oh, the yeah. guy she was, you know, doing whatever with. Getting, getting. He, okay, he had like a yakety sax death. I'm excited to talk about him later. <laughs> yeah. but, <laughs> um, and the, oh man, the fact that like all the windows are boarded, this guy did work. Yeah, he did a lot of work. I like the. If he, um, if he moves that fast, I bet he, he does, he needs to take Arkin's job. Yeah, he's great work. Yeah. Great work. I do, because after that incident, that's where we first see the, because, you know, Arkin's trying to get out of the house, obviously. The, I like, I, this was one of my favorite traps just because it was the most subtle and made the most sense of the um, putting your hand under the board and uh, the razors come down. Yeah. yeah. That it, it got me too because I was like, ow. I could just yeah. like, I was holding my hand. <laughs> and being it like, kept owie, showing owie, it. Owie, it's owie, like a long owie, owie, cut yeah. At least that. it didn't show like skin gets like peeled. Like, yeah. You know? And the phone with the nail on Ooh, it. Oh, the nail. man. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I'm, I mean... He didn't 100% commit. Yeah. But like, God, yeah, that would suck. Oh, man. But yeah, that was, so that was a good one. The more subtle ones are always super fun. Um, you know, it's again, like I said, it's just him playing cat and mouse, trying to figure out a way to get out. The nine deadbolts in the one door, the front door's booby-trapped with the the pulley system for the chandeliers with that knives cool on them. That was to see him go through the house. And, and see and the trap. Yeah, and then follow it. You know, like he's he's trying to figure it out. Yeah, I I, I liked that too. I, I like the squeaky stare too. Like how yeah. that kept coming into play with each of them to to track where they were in the house. There's yeah. that step they would avoid or whatever. I do think some of the traps were so well hidden that I'd be beyond paranoid if I was Arkin moving at all like the ones that were like the trip wires and stuff at every door because at certain points he's just opening doors i'm like oh my god and i was like why are you doing this <laughs> yeah but others are so poorly hidden like the nails on the one of the staircases mm-hmm. it's just two floorboards just covered in nails i feel like you'd notice <laughs> but the lights are out uh, the power's cut it's dark yeah i guess but I didn't get why the collector had all these traps set up, but then he's just holding them hostage. Like he's not even really using the traps. So what? knowing that he is a bug lover and then you can try to see it like, uh, cause what I think the opening of the collection is, is basically a lighting an anthill on fire and just watching them die type of thing. Uh-huh. Like his whole point was he's collecting one of everything. And I think he's trying to do that survival of the fittest type shit. So he's like, oh, you know, if people can survive this trap, they deserve to live. Oh, because he mm-hmm. he likes Arkin. Like the collector really has a fetish now for Arkin. Uh, once once they encounter each other, and I think that's kind of why things are set up. But I also think it's I think he intentionally lets him go at certain points to let them because, <clears throat> excuse me, the it doesn't make sense that Michael Chase got up, yeah, to the room where he was where Arkin was. Like it doesn't make sense if because he had clearly already been beaten and tortured at that point. So I think he was having fun just letting him go into the house because they can't get out. How people mm. will pull the bu- the legs off of a spider, or kind a of, yeah, and then let watch him move. So I, I think that was it. I think um, I'm gonna keep going back to the <laughs> bugs thing. It's very important. Yeah, they. Uh, 
yeah, I think I think that's a part of it, but that's something that's not totally explained. But I could also see it being as some sort of weird thing as of, you know, setting the house in a trap to where when people come looking for these people, they'll fall into the traps as well, kind of maybe. I don't know. He could, even though it does look like his plan was when he's done to burn the house down. Mm-hmm. So maybe that kind of shoots that theory in the foot. But um, Arkin eventually makes it to the basement where he finds Michael again. And <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what are you doing still here? <laughs> Get out. And uh, I do like that it's Arkin is trying to help. Um, this is where we find out the wife's in the other room, uh, blindfold and uh, gagged. And then uh, Jill's out of the house. She went out with her boyfriend or whatever. Where's Hannah? And nobody can find Hannah. Now that's something. I don't think she's in the house. No, she's in the house. I don't think she's in the house. I haven't seen her. She's in the house. Well, is <laughs> no. she in the house? I don't know. <laughs> What's hilarious is that's like almost verbatim the dialogue. <laughs> it's a back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she'd be in the greenhouse is what I thought was going to happen. Well, so mm. they, they pull a unintentional like twist on you because they set up this thing with the tea party we mentioned earlier where Arkin's like, Oh, is this your room? It's really nice. And she says, no, I'm a mermaid. Mermaids don't live in rooms. They live in caves. So I thought there was going to be a moment. Cause like you said, where Arkin's remembering different parts of the house. I thought there was gonna be a moment where he realizes cave and he puts together where the quote unquote cave is. That makes a lot more sense. And he finds Hannah. Like, I thought that was going to be the thing. Nope. Hannah's just, like, more ninja than both of them and is hiding somewhere. Until she decides to not be. (laughs) (laughs) I could see, when we get to that, I could 100% see when Arkin looks back at the window and sees Hannah, like, hitting the window being like, help! Just being like, mother... I was calling your name! (laughs) He does where have a couple of those moments too. He does fun. say that to her. He does say that. Where the hell were you? And then, like with the wife, I told you to stay with me. I told you to stay with me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He I is frustrated with the situation. <laughs> he should. His mistake was taking the blindfold off with her. But um, yeah, look at my back. It's called peripheral vision, dude. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, when he finds Michael, it's basically the what we said. The conversation of you got to go get the gun out of. Um, my safe. The gun's in the safe. Do you know where it is? It's behind the mirror. Like I like that he's like, where is I it? I wanted Arkin to be like, behind the mirror. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Next to your ruby. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, because he never does come clean to Michael why he's there. I don't That's think true. it matters at that point. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, gun's in the safe, bullets in the nightstand. Because okay. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But um, he wants, yeah, he wants Arkin to go back up there, get the gun, I guess help him get out. Da, 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 da. Um, he goes in. I can't. Is Mike already? Is this where he uses the wife to cause the distraction, or yeah. does he just leave? No, no, no. He goes and he he's like, I need you to yell. Right, because he goes and finds the wife in the bathtub, and she's got. Because he, he's trying to find Hannah, and the blindfold seems to be like stapled to her or yeah, sewn into so, her, but it's or like, pinned. I don't know why, because when he eventually takes it off, he doesn't, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But he doesn't want to. And I thought at first that like, there's a trap involved. Oh, well, I think I think he... Oh, I just thought of this. He doesn't want to remove it 
Because if he removes it, then it's clear someone else. Someone is doing it. someone else did it. He just wants her to scream. Okay. Right. I didn't smart. think about that. Yeah. But he removed See? the gag though. Right. Yeah. But that's for her to scream too, and he was trying to talk to her. Yeah, but I mean, I, that's more believable because that one's not left with a mark. It so, did look like the blindfold was like pinned down to her or like something. A, like, but yeah, I was with you, but I just thought of that. So that makes sense. But yeah, so she screams. So he can go get the gun. So he yeah, can he can run back upstairs, go get the gun. Um, she almost gets her tongue clipped off. I am so happy we didn't I had watch to look that. Away. So that doesn't happen. Instead, Michael gets turned upside down and gutted. <laughs> yeah. He also kind of gets con- cocooned then gutted. Well, I don't know if you, you don't get cocooned then gutted. You get gutted then cocooned. I don't know. How do you I get gutted like the, if you're cocooned? The well, he got half co- he got half cocooned. Or he got cocooned and then opened. He, the collector was opening the cocoon. He's like, "What if I put this in a chrysalith?" Right, like it, we come on a butterfly. Well, like, have you seen? Uh, remember the scene in um, the far superior film, Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> 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 where they take the they take yeah. the moth thing and mm-hmm. they cut it open to open up the moth chrysalith to see what type it is. Maybe he did that because I did think it was weird. He wrapped him in like a blanket thing and puts him upside down. Yeah, yeah, hung upside down. So I think he put him in a chrysalis. I mean, because like I've established before, this guy likes bugs. He likes the bugs. And if you haven't noticed, it looks like he treats people like bugs, like the bugs that they are. John, do you get it? People are bugs. Yes, just like the Smallville villain in season one. Oh my gosh, that's like episode two, right? Yeah. yeah. That dude's weird. Yeah, John's working through small. <laughs> it's a little Spoiler. Sci-fi. And we're all proud of him. We're hey, all I'm proud. proud. The <laughs> Thank you. Meteor Freak of the Week. But yeah, so Arkin runs upstairs. This time he doesn't need to use his crafty machine to open the lock because he's got the combo. Gets the gun, gets the ruby, can't find the bullets. There are no bullets. So I'm assuming the collector took the bullets. I was waiting for he that. He's in the box and he's like, no bullets. I was waiting for that moment, though, of the collector seeing Arkin with a gun and then pulling the bullets out and like showing him he's being like, beat you to it. Womp, womp. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that seems like a another setup that wasn't properly fulfilled. I feel like we haven't commented on the collector's eyes yet. I was literally oh, about yeah. to do that. Yeah, they gave him Chronicles of Riddick eyes. Like, what's the dealio cool. with that? Pitch or pitch black? Well, I guess he's in both. But yeah, he's got shiny... Night How vision did they eyes. do that? I mean, he looks like a bug, I guess is the point, maybe. He shouldn't know. look like a bug. I don't like his mask. I'm going to say it. It doesn't do good things for the shape of his face. No, it doesn't. I'm not. also going to go on a limb. I don't want to think that the guy at the end of the collection, when he has maskless, I don't want to say he's the same guy in the mask as the collector. No, he's, his build is different. Yeah, but that's just me. Yeah, but, but yeah, the mask is weird. I, f- I feel like they probably designed just like a straightforward like black mask, super like simple, and then they probably got in their own heads of being like, no, it's got to be like something that'd be really creepy to see. And you're like, I mean, the dude's in the house when he's not; he's already creepy. He shouldn't <laughs> be there. That's creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dude, creepy. my guy. I thought they were creepy. I, 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 I think, like because the eyes work. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if he had those eyes and just like a normal. Like black mask. I also love that he doesn't talk. Yes, but you can still get some emotion out. Like, cause he's not just like he gets frustrated sometimes, or like you can see him thinking. You know, like 
could see him creepily thinking when uh, the daughter and the boyfriend come back in that mm. scene. Oh, he looks thir- and that I mean, like that's actually pretty good when you only see the dude's eyes and no, mouth. Yeah. Like you can see he he's lusting. He's he's thinking I'm frustrated. Like you see a lot of emotions from this guy. Well, well done, guy. Yeah, Juan Fernandez. Yeah. That's the actor who's the collector. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of this guy as being being a bad guy. I wish you know, like, put him up there with Pinhead. I think he's just as memorable. Wow. He really won Peter over. No, I mean, well, I, I, I like it. It's it's one of those things where it's a great again. It's like the premise, and it's a great character. It's just not in a well executed. Well, I shouldn't say because I it's just, enjoy it's a B movie. It's a B movie. Yeah. If it was a better movie, I think he'd be more an iconic character. In the genre, very good. Very memorable. Right. Um, but yeah, so obviously there's no gun. There's no bullets. He still can't find Hannah. He walks into that. I, what is on the floor of that some room? Some acid thing he, that doesn't some, burn through carpet. Some putty acid whatever and nonsense. the cats. We like, did not I, need to see the cat die. I laughed so hard. It felt so unnecessary to the point where either the screenwriter or the director was like, yeah, I hate cats. (laughs) Cats are the worst. (laughs) Let's get it decapitated. (laughs) Because it's just that cat screaming in the acid, just... Yeah. And then him yanking... As he was yanking the cat off, I was like, what do you think that's going to (laughs) do? Yeah, he didn't really... For being a smart character, I feel like that room... He didn't. He didn't play catch right. on well because his shoes too. Yeah, he left oh, his yeah. shoes, the melted shoes. Okay, that was fun. a Scooby Doo moment when he's hiding behind the pillows. <laughs> How did he get back there? And the pillows look perfect. They did. The bed was like perfectly made. And it was just how he rolls out of it, too, where it's like the, oh, like knocked all the We do need over. to talk about his shoes real quick because I don't know if you noticed how many different pairs of shoes Arkin wears. There's like a brown pair. There's a black pair. It looks like he's wearing boots at one point, but those shoes and the acid are converse. I did notice he's wearing black. Yeah, he's wearing black yeah, chucks. Those, those are not what he wore going in. I don't know why. I don't know how he's getting these shoes, but they're not the same. <laughs> There's literally like three pairs of shoes in like 10, 15 minutes. Maybe he, he left his boots at the door because he's respectful of the house. He's got a clean pair of converse that you oh, know, are his burglary you know, shoes. I've always wanted indoor shoes solely for indoor right yeah, that's makes sense he collects them <laughs> he's a shoe collector. he's a shoe that's collector. what the movie's really about you collect people i collect shoes <laughs> i'm here for michael chase's shoes i also have a thing for heels <laughs> oh man but yeah the the acid room's a weird room it yeah probably the worst room Worst trap. It feels like an afterthought. Like, which is weird. Why not acid? Because it sucks. Why isn't it cutting through the second floor? Yeah, just throw quicksand in there instead. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have seen that. The cat's <laughs> going through the floor. Where's this going? <laughs> I don't know. Wherever quicksand goes, quicksand on the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> he goes under on the first floor. And looks up. It's like Jumanji. <laughs> yeah, nothing's yeah, where he's there. falling through the floor. <laughs> Dude. You're on it. <laughs> Whatever you put in your Wheaties, this is it. <laughs> and I'm still thinking of Shrek. <laughs> the uh, so this is a uh, you know like we said he still can't find Hannah so they think Hannah's not in the house. He goes back downstairs, finds unfortunately a gutted Michael. 
uh, rescues the wife, lets her know, still can't find Hannah. How's Michael? He's, he's fine. fine. Well, you're about fine. to see him in two yeah. seconds. He's good. He's good. He's fine. He's going to need a Band-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because I heard him uh, heavily breathing earlier, and now I don't hear him heavily I kept, breathing. I kept hearing him say, oh, my God, he's killing me. <laughs> and, you know, he just kept screaming, oh, this is the end. But he's and fine. He's <laughs> <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> this is the end. Those don't belong on the outside. <laughs> oh, no. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> Those are called intestines, not out testings. Oh, I'm glad Victoria can't see this. <laughs> uh, but you're saying he's good? Okay. Yeah, he's fine. No, yeah. yeah. One good night's sleep, he'll walk it off in the morning. But you're going to have to look. Look at my back. Look at my back. And of course, just like Sodom and Gomorrah, the woman looks. And boy, oh boy, does she is she startled by the sight of her gutted husband? He's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, that's a pretty good reaction. Yeah, I thought a realistic reaction. Yeah, not not ten seconds post when she does all that weird running. Yeah, I thought she was gonna faint because I feel like that's just as a realistic reaction yeah. is seeing that and just collapsing. And I thought he was gonna be like shit and have to figure out how to carry her. Up the stairs quietly. You know what I mean? Like it struck me, Arkin is like a sad Skarsgård brother. Maybe. Hmm. He does have sad that. eyes. <gasps> oh, <laughs> excuse me. But that uh, that reminds me because you said a lot of these the people in these both movies are TV actors. Mm-hmm. Arkin and Victoria both are on Criminal Minds. I know that solely through my rewatch of Criminal Minds recently. Wow. He is the husband of J.J. He's a Louisiana police detective, and he whispers as he talks. Of course he does. He was whispering in this movie. He yeah, you can see loves it. loves a whisper. He hit his accent well in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he did. And then Victoria... He might have been a better selection for the uh, True Blood vampire. He had a better Louisiana accent than Alexander. Strong yeah. jaw. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's redo. Redo it. We're redoing uh, that one. Let's go. Let's do it. The uh, Joshua Stewart cut. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Get it trending. Oh, no one asked. <laughs> That's how and you would have I was done with it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the actress who plays Victoria, she was in an episode as a, it's one of those funny episodes in the later season where they're they're trying to hit a message that you have no reason to connect to, mm. where she's a... <laughs> Uh, FBI agent, like field, like head of this field agency, who's trying to make a name for herself. So she keeps like going on TV and announcing things before they're ready, and like really seeking the the fame and light and whatnot. And by the end of the episode, after she's been captured by some serial killer and gets away, it's like she still hasn't learned her lesson. And like the episode makes it seem like, see what was wrong with that. And you're like, I mean, yeah, but like, what's your if you're an FBI agent, don't seek the star starlight like so what it's <laughs> fitting that her mouth was soon shut in this movie yes exactly john that's the point i'm making hmm. do you think that's a testament on the collector and how he views women maybe hmm. maybe but yeah so victoria freaks out runs up the stairs alerts runs into the collector why did he stab her after also, setting up all of those traps, let her go into the traps. That's a good point. It also sounded like he electrocuted her and then stabbed her, which because there was like a weird like zzz, zzz, and noise, and then it was like. Tss, 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 tss. 
That's just how fast. Yeah, he, he also her. like fast forward yeah. stabbed. Yeah, stabbed he her. shipped her like <laughs> that was prison some, level. Yeah. This guy's done time. That was some Oz prison level. Just <laughs> faster, one faster. The thing is, like somehow she's still alive. Yeah, that confused me too because I thought she was dead. And then when it showed her in the bathtub again, getting her mouth sewn shut, I was like, "Holy shit, she survived!" <laughs> and she's just in a. That was another confusing thing. She just douses her in gasoline. So I thought he was going to do something with that, but he well, blew up the house. Well, eventually, but like when you see him pouring the gas, you're like, oh, what is he going to do? Like, I guess just cremate her in the bathtub? Like, shit. And he, just, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like the episode in Breaking Bad with the acid in the bathtub. Exactly. But with gasoline. <laughs> with gas. Now you got it. So at this point, though, Arkin's hiding in the basement, but who's to show up in this house? Jill and her lover. There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. And she thinks it's supposed to be an empty house because I guess she skipped out on the family vacay. (laughs) You're about to see some acting. There's going to be an argument. Don't worry. I actually thought that was a pretty good setup at the beginning with that. That whole, like, you're going to hear some arguing, but it's mainly just acting. (laughs) I'm not going on a vacation with you. She didn't. You're damn right you are. Okay, so like, I guess my experience of making out in cars is limited, but I have never hit my horn. Multiple times? Yeah. And then being like, yeah. You've never been into the passions moment, your arms wrapped around uh, the woman of your desire, and and you're just like, (laughs) (laughs) I just gotta hit this horn. (laughs) It's go time. (laughs) No, I haven't. That was very weird for me. That was super weird. <laughs> it didn't make any I sense. I mean, it resonated with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> but yeah, so they're trying to go into the house to... He wants to just do it on the porch. She's like, we're not doing it on my porch. Yeah. Classic Jill. Classic Jill, I know. Tease all the way to the end. <laughs> but- Which... I mean, not that we have to talk about that for a long period of time, but why would you want to do it on the porch? Yeah, I don't know either. That was kind of weird. So no neighbors around. That was very important. in the middle of the woods. Yeah, so it's not like anyone's there. So then you just go, why not? I don't know. It's just unnecessary. It's called christening, John, and you christen (laughs) every room. Well, I Laundry would, room, done. I, Quicksand, done. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap around porch, done. I just was disappointed, though, that the we didn't get to see the pulley system with the front door. Yeah. So I was a little confused by that. I guess well, the mom didn't change the locks. The collector did. But I guess... No, I think she did. Her mom changed the locks. That's why her key didn't work. Oh, what I Why else the, would a trap be set up? That's and then point. he's like, I'm going to change the lock. This, You know what? You know what, Collector? <laughs> this one's too diabolical. I'm not going to let you do this. OSHA would not approve <laughs> yeah. of this one. Oh. <laughs> I knew. I gave myself the razor blades. I gave that to me. But I like that he skirts around. He skirts around to the back door and undoes like all nine of the deadbolts. Be like, all right. <laughs> Welcome. And then it's just a tease of like them almost stepping on this trap. Them mm-hmm. almost stepping on this trap. And then just a really uncomfortable, almost sex scene. It wasn't that hot, to be honest. It, I mean, her, like half her body and her neck is like hanging off the counter. She's uncomfortable. That is not a comfortable position. And I mean, maybe it's her acting uh, acumen, whatever, but I don't, she didn't come across to me like she was that in the moment. 
Yeah, that was weird. That this was definitely one of those moments where it was like, oh, they just wanted to have nudity in this movie. Mm. <laughs> Keep the boys salivating. <laughs> so oh, weird. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, didn't happen. Didn't work. Well, but the noise does... Peter made just then is basically what the collector was doing oh, in the corner the entire time. Lustin. After that, and then I want to know what was you, what did you think Orkin's game plan was here? Because we see him crawl through one room and then get to the room with the bear traps and then he's kind of stuck under the table and i was trying to say is he trying to get to them to get their attention yeah and because i think he he is trying to keep them from coming to him or anything he wants to tell them to stop while being in i think in a position to be close okay so like they're not going to come to him or he well because i know the collector doesn't know arkin's in the house yet he has suspicions. He that, has, that, well, no. he he has he knows suspicions. Something, but he also might think it's Hannah. Yeah, he might think it's Hannah. There's, mm. And he has that like moment when Arkin goes into that front room with the bear traps where he like kind of sees in the peripheral and he like looks. And but there. then he's distracted by the boobies. So he's like, oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I will say this leads to some continuity issues because uh, I don't know if you recognize that her bra was undone. In this scene. Yeah. And then right after, it's not undone. Oh, yeah. She got dressed pretty quickly. It's too quick for me, man. Yeah. But I did. I thought that was kind of funny how calm they were initially after seeing the collector. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem like a, oh, oh, what's going on? Like, kind of reaction. <laughs> That's a creepy man in the fuck out of the house. Like, doing <laughs> with a knife. He's he's just going hand to hand with his bloody knife. Yeah, I feel like you just you just go for it. But this is the part I want to talk about. This is the yakety sack death of the movie. This dude hits like four different traps <laughs> on his way out of this life. <laughs> it's so good because it's like each one is not fatal. They're just like painful. Like him tripping the thing cuts off part of his head. He's like, oh no, and then he trips. <laughs> Does he get like a nail through the foot or something? His get, fingers get chopped off. Well, I know at he, some his point. fingers get yeah, chopped off. Something. So he goes. He's gonna punch the collector. Oh, and he gets and stabbed he in the hand. The knife. Yeah, punches the knife. He's like, solid. That's my hand. Ow! And then he's backing up and he trips the the door Trip thing. Wire, yeah. yeah, and then his his fingers get sliced off in some awful CGI. It's and like, then it's just oh, oh no! And then he falls back into a. Bed into bear traps. like 17 bear traps who each individually lock onto different parts of him somehow. <laughs> Should Arkin have just come out when they were about to have sex and like yelled like and then try to get all gang up on him, do you think? Well, I think I think that's what he was trying to figure out what he should do. Cuz I really think he's trying to get in the same little spot as them to try to like signal to them. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't work cuz that boy gets eaten up by them bear traps. And, I mean, he's not even dead. Like, I think the end of the movie, he's still he's still suffering. Stuck in, <laughs> stuck in the bear trap? He's, he's, he's moaning in the credits. Huh. I don't know if we watched the credits. I didn't watch the credits. But it goes through. and it shows everyone who's dead. Oh. <laughs> he's still twitching in there and moaning, uh-huh. yeah. But yeah, so... Poor boyfriend. Uh, All he was trying to do was get his dick wet. That's why you don't do it! <laughs> <sighs> That's the lesson. Collector... Collector's there is like, I heard someone was about to have premarital sex. So I set up this booby trap house. Seven bear traps for your ass. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Jill obviously is freaked out. She does get grabbed by the collector. 
Uh, I can't remember. Does Arkin dart outside? I forgot where he goes from this. Does he just stay under the table and then sneak out? Because he comes back yeah. and helps her, but I can't remember where he goes next. Yeah, because like she, they have a little scuffle in the kitchen. Oh, Arkin and the collector? No, no, no. Jill and the collector oh. are scuffling. Uh, yeah. Where I, did I, I go? Yeah, I lose track of where Arkin goes. Sorry, I was dazed by the boobs. You know what I'm saying? I'm still <laughs> just like, dude, she was like topless a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's watching like, what the hell? Where'd the topless girl go? <laughs> Oh, we're back to this arcing guy? Oh, oh come on. This asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is this is pretty weird. So she gets tied up to the staircase with barbed wire. Yeah, with barbed wire. Like around the neck and the wrist. And like, I don't know how you don't just die from that. Well, I mean, what? Because like if you move it at all. Yeah, she's not moving. You'd move a little bit. I mean, it's loose on there. Yeah, it's just like barely on there, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Just enough to be like, hey, you move your dad. But yeah, the uh, this is Arkin saves her, and again, this is him trying so hard to be like, listen to me, (laughs) and him trying to explain how terrible of a situation they are, and the person just not listening. Like, I understand there is a, a little bit of why would she trust Arkin's not the collector kind of thing but at the same time why would he i don't know there's just a lot i got a little frustrated by jill here uh i did like that we got to see the setup for this trap though of because earlier arkin sees the scissors and he's going to use the scissors to cut a knife off the chandelier right yeah Mm -hmm. but then he sees there's an elaborate wire system that we don't know what it goes to but we know it's a trap Mm mm-hmm so it's when tarp. Arkin's trying to explain, like, hey, where's Hannah? We got to find Hannah. We got to get out of here. Like, Just listen to me. She reached for those scissors. And boy, oh, boy, is she thrown through <laughs> that screen. Like, that's just the most elaborate, like, snap up, thrown, swung into, which behind a projector in their living room is just, like, a billion nails. Yeah. yeah. Or nails. nails. Yeah. And they kept her up. I'm just going to say those are some powerful nails on that screen. Well, it's not just the powerful nails. That means the the amount of force of which she was flung against them was just as powerful. It's pretty incredible. Newton's uh, fourth law. She does have a moment of not being fully dead, though, too. She has kind of the, uh, uh, this is the end. (laughs) (laughs) Brain is shutting off. (laughs) Like father, Uh, like daughter. Not how I wanted to end up on the big screen. Uh, I'm going now. <laughs> so, sorry, Arkin. <laughs> it's <God>. my time. It's <laughs> <laughs> so long. Find Hannah, because I'm dead now. <laughs> like the uh, king in Shrek 3 when he croaks. Because <laughs> he's a frog. But his death scene, he keeps going. <laughs> he keeps dying. keeps going on. Oh, man. Shrek. So at this point, though... Like earlier, Arkin's super like, okay, screw this. This entire family's dead. I've got the ruby. I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah. What time is it? It's like 1130 or yeah, whatever. 11:30. Like, oh, man, I'm running on top. Yeah, lots happened in 30 minutes. This is the, the lone- worst 30 minutes of this dude's life. Oh, and yeah. if you think about it, this is up there for the dog ate my homework for why it's late. 
That's a, that's a good point. <laughs> How do you if, even yeah, begin? Yeah, to if he explain. gets that, I'd be like, "You're not gonna believe this." Shit. <laughs> I'm late because because you know, you know, hundred percent that guy's not gonna believe him. And then on the news the next day, he's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I got a car." <laughs> Sorry, I killed your wife and kid. You were right. <laughs> but he goes, he goes back to the uh, the room where he got it, the razor initially, and he now has a knife. Yeah, to, to hammer that out. Yeah, and he ha- he he's able to break the wood <laughs> off, break the trap off, and he jumps out the window, goes off the roof. Well done. He's home free. He's running away, and he thinks he hears something, and he looks back. That was his big mistake. <laughs> and then there's Hannah in one of the top windows of the house, like banging on the window, be like, help me. It's the only reason Arkin has a daughter in this movie is for this moment. For this moment. And to show that he's a nice guy. Oh man! All guys who have daughters are nice guys. All daughter, all guys that have daughters with ex-wives that are in it with loan sharks. Possible ex-wives. We don't know. I think she might be. Who knows? In the second one, they're not. She ex. doesn't kiss him. It's very convoluted. But the collector, but good we also see in a lower window. Collector hears those bangings too. So now Arkin's like, son, just when I thought I was out. Gabe. Pull me back in. <laughs> Days away from retirement. I know. Yeah, I'm minutes away from retirement. He, yeah, yeah. He needed that corny moment of being like pulling out the ruby and being like, "Don't worry, I'm, I'm coming," and like putting it back in his pocket. And then, <laughs> dum 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 dum. <laughs> what? Man, the uh, he's he's pretty quick to get back up. Pretty spry. Yeah, on that roof in that window. Good on him. He works out. Doesn't skip leg day. Don't don't skip leg day. The yeah, this is where it turns into more of a collector. Obviously, known our Arkans in the house at this point. We've run into the guy that's in the box from the beginning of the movie already. Yeah, we've had a few run-ins with him. He's kind of pointless, pointless. story. I guess. Well, he's there things. to tell us that somehow in his time he's spent in the box, he's learned that the collector takes one person from every place he goes and kills everyone else. There's only one of you that's going to make it. So we know that much. We do know that much. Uh, <laughs> I would say, I guess they they build on that canonically in the second movie. Mm-hmm. So if we go off the second movie, that guy was in the warehouse thing. Yeah, but for how long? I don't know. The timelines don't make sense. Yeah, we don't know. Um, but yeah, so... There's like a whole, basically a whole. Once Arkin finds Hannah, it basically becomes a chase through the house with like Home Alone esque antics, but murdered base. They have nothing on Kevin McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If the collector had set up a paint can situation, that'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> That's a good um, like death match, celebrity death match. <laughs> <laughs> the collector versus Kevin McAllister. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Elaborate traps through the house. Yeah, filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the laundry shoot's pretty cool. Even though I don't know how Hannah doesn't see both of her murdered parents when she's down there. Uh, but that's you know that's a pretty trick. Oh, we also, at this point, a cop showed up because uh, yeah. we forgot about Jill dialed 911 while she was scuffling yeah. with the... Good job, Jill. Yeah, good job, Jill. And the collector just ices the cop pretty quickly. With the dog. With the dog, which I had forgotten about while watching oh that arkin ran into him at the beginning yeah because arkin runs too. into the dog and i thought it was the family dog and i think that's the intent it's a good bait and switch no it's not it's... so if you look 
you know it's not because he's not he hasn't run into it and if you i mean i guess if you're watching it on prime or whatever and you like move your little mouse it says collector's dog which you do find out in the movie so it makes sense that he's called the collector's dog and right scene. but i just mean like as the audience member it's a good bait and switch because you don't know that that's not the chase family dog really i mean yeah you have no reason to believe it's not i mean i guess i just hadn't seen the dog before Right, so you, you see the dog at the beginning, you think like, oh, it's just a guard dog, whatever. Uh, kind, of, you can use it as a first sign of like, oh, that's weird. Why would the dog be here? That's like first red flag. But at the same time, you completely forget about the dog. You do, and then that dog eats that man's face, and it's pretty brutal. It's a pretty dog. Yeah, it's a cute little dog. Pretty dog. Pretty cute dog. little pretty dog chewing up that cop's neck. Oh, oh, he's just hungry. <laughs> Collector don't treat him well. It's not his fault. Probably not. I Probably have not, to yeah. eat three jugulars before Daddy will feed me. <laughs> but yeah, so then now the collector's got a shotgun too. So the chase through the house. This is where the it loses me more because it becomes the basic like it devolves into just what a lot of these horror movies do of just a chase, the boss fights, right? Because it's no longer really sneaking around. It's more like just beating them to different parts of the house to try to get out. Although. The trap they set up in that room is pretty cool where they're trying to get him. It's a good idea. They try to make him fall for one of their traps. Oh, yeah. I liked that, but I did also call complete bullshit. The collector was like, I know what they're up to. They're doing an elaborate thing with a fish <laughs> tank and a TV that's in that room. No, so no, obviously no, they're no. going to try to electrocute me. You so I'm going to throw it. this dude's dead body through first to defuse oh, the electricity. he's not dead yet. Oh, yeah, he's not <laughs> dead yet. I forgot. No, Arkin's now a murderer. Well, so is <laughs> Hannah. Top, yeah, on top of being an ex-con, he's now a current murderer. <laughs> I took it as the collector not knowing that specific trap was coming, but just like testing just, for what's going to happen. In the room, you it know? could be that could be it too. It, it could be, but. but you see the collector. I don't know if you know this yet, but he knows these people. He he looks at them like bugs. Oh, like okay. And like I didn't think about that. And how <laughs> we watch bugs, we know their movements and anticipate their reactions to certain stimuli. The collector is anticipating that yes, there's a reason this room has not been used as a trap yet. He is leaving this as an option. Let's see if certain uh stimuli stressors whatever help our insects right utilize these tools oh so you're okay so like he looks at them like they're bugs yes and this oh. is kind of oh, like because an he was the exterminator at the beginning oh, he was oh my gosh oh. we're it, putting it, it together. together yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he gives him a thumbs up <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i'm just saying it's super <laughs> convenient that he would put together like he goes and he's like, okay, what could they use against me? There's a fish tank and a TV. Clearly, they're gonna try to electrocute me. If I throw this dude in first, that'll defuse the situation. Dude, and I could just get him. Dude would be the best real estate agent ever because of the depth of knowledge he has for each of these houses is insane. Oh yeah, for sure. Very analytical. Uh, in the second movie, there's we know there's 14 entomologists or whatever, and he's number 12. Oh, yeah, the 200-mile uh, radius. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, guy knows something. I don't even know what 12 out of 14 is that alphabetical. I don't know. But well, you anyway. see, bugs, they always count in 14s. <laughs> and so to be number 12 is actually to be the queen bee. Right. 14 divided by 2 is 7, which is a holy number. It's also a prime number. I'm not smart enough to keep up with you guys, so. We'll just move on. <laughs> Again, failed instance of them trying to... Uh, 
outdo the collector. I'm not going to collect the collector in this one. Collector releases the dog upon him, but uh, Arkin kills the dog. Oh, Sad. Sad day. It was just a bad puppers. He's just hungry. He's just a hungry puppers. I looked it up on doesthedogdie.com before the movie started. So I knew that was coming. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it's like, really? You... <laughs> Spoilers like that. Too much free time brought to you by <laughs> doesthedogdie.com. I've two, used that the before. Die. The um yeah, eventually though, how do they how do they end up cuz they wound him at one point, the collector. I'm trying to remember cuz there's there's Arkin and him fight a couple times. They kerfluffle, a scuffle, Donnie Brook if you will. Well, yeah, they get him to trip the chandelier. Oh yeah, the chandelier, chandelier. gets him. With the mirror trick. They see it yeah. has. The mirror trick, which that was, cool. was pretty good. I liked the mirror trick. Um, obviously, though, once the mirror, once the chandeliers fall, that means the pulley system has worked so the door can be opened. So they open that door, and they run for it. They run, and they I'm run, ready to and run, they run. Ready. And then classic bad luck. Arkin tries to stop the parade of cop cars flying their way. I mean, is it bad luck? It's the middle of the night. And he runs raining. out into the middle of the road. Yeah. He says, hey. Yeah. So he gets hit by a cop car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he doesn't die. So that's nice. We get a, a fake out where we think the collector's coming out to get Hannah. Turns out it's just another cop. So and he's just delusional because he got hit by a car, probably doing forty miles an hour. He's probably concussed. Yeah, he's probably a little turnt. Uh, yeah. Then we get the, you know, kind of the wrap up. Hannah's with the police, even though her life's ruined. She's never really going to recover from. Oh this. my gosh, no. Yeah, she's going to be in the custody of the state for a while. And that turns out well for a lot of people. And you know, and I, I can't foresee this causing any real psychological trauma, but you know, who knows. We got Arkin in the ambulance, and he's like, what time is it? Sorry, I didn't whisper that up. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? What time It's uh, just before midnight. You have to call. I did it. I made it. No, you got to call my wife. You got to call. Well, he says he congratulates himself at first. You got to congratulate yourself. It's the little things. Like, he just survived the death house before midnight, Looks and he like still got the ruby. We made it. But yeah, it really is. I gotta call my wife. Don't worry, we'll call your wife as soon as we get to the hospital. <laughs> Where are his shoes, by the way? Was he barefoot the rest of the movie? He was barefoot no, he after was. he lost the acid. No, he lost. Yeah, it. after he lost the shoes of the acid. That. Nope. He lost his shoes of nope. the acid. He was barefoot. Nope. He has shoes on in the ambulance. That's why I'm confused. Oh, what? Like he, he had shoes on in the ambulance. Boots. I feel like he did too. But boots. Where did he get them? Exactly. That's a good question. From the collector. From Michael? <laughs> did he take Michael's boots? He was in that closet at one point hiding. Maybe he took Jill's boots. He was in the closet at one point hiding. Maybe he just threw on those dudes' boots. I mean, we don't see them until the ambulance, but like maybe. Regardless, what happens next? Ambulance gets hit by a truck or van or whatever the exterminator thing he was driving was. That's actually a really fun shot. I liked this shot of because he's strapped to the gurney and the gurney's obviously tied down in the ambulance. So as it's flipping, he's trying to grab the uh, EMT while the EMT is being thrown around. So it's pretty, it's, it's the story of Arkin's life in this movie. He's trying so hard (laughs) to save everyone around him and they just keep dying. Why does this keep happening? (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Oh, but who caused it? Obviously 
the collector. The collector, yeah. Pulls Arkin's ass out of that ambulance and shoves him in a the crate thing. For the collection. For the collection. And that's how the movie ends. And that's a really dark ending. But then you watch the second one, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have watched the second one. This was a better ending. Oh, there's possibly a third? It's stuck in development hell right now? What would the third one be? Because the second one. Well, the third one would be called The Collected. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I bet it. Oh, I bet it'd be some knockoff saw thing. You know where in the later saws, it's not Jigsaw, it's his disciples. Like a copycat I, killer. Yeah, I could 100% see the later ones being the people that were in his collection doing shit and continuing it. I bet they did that. Maybe it's just 90 minutes of Arkin torturing the collector. That'd be pretty fun. Because, yeah, he uh, the collection movie happens, and the end is Arkin has now the collector in a box. It's actually that's actually a pretty solid ending in that one. I actually would have liked that ending in this one. Well, it's basically shot for shot the ending because uh, he even has his little hand stuck out, and he right? Looks, and it slams it. I just mean in the sense of like we haven't gotten to it, but how would you fix it? I don't think this is a movie that needed multiple sequels necessarily, but you know, if you wanted to do a one and done on this, the ending that's in the second one should have been in the ending of this first one. Because that would have been amazing, especially the way it's set up to where if Arkin failed. So, like, something happened to his family because of the house situation. And now he's mad. And now he's mad. And he comes and gets And he him. comes and gets the collector. Yep. I don't want to go too deep into the collection because we're only doing the collector. But we have to talk about the opening of the collection, John. It's amazing. The main character of the collection is on the phone with her boyfriend. And she's like... Oh, hey, you still want to go out tonight? He's like, oh, I can't. I got to work tonight. I'll make it up to you, though. I promise. He's like, oh, okay. You're off the hook. Love you. So he calls her friends. Like, I guess I'll go to that new nightclub you want to go to tonight since my boyfriend ditched me for work. Go to this nightclub. Super secret nightclub. You need a password. Nevermore. Oh. Edgar Allan Poe, super creepy. Crazy dude with a bunch of piercings is the bouncer that's like unlocking the door. And it's like the type of piercings that are the body mods where there's like a giant hole in his nose that like a thing goes through. It's pretty weird. So that doesn't deter them. They go in there. Pretty basic rave, just Mm -hmm. like all these kids dancing. Again, it's got to be close to like 400, 500 people. Hey, guess who's in there? The boyfriend. Kissing some other girl. Oh, Oh, man. And you know what? She's a strong, independent woman. So she goes up, punches him in the nose. Punches him in the nose. But then she's got to go find a bathroom because she Mm -hmm. needs to calm herself down. So she's walking through and her friend's trying to come after her. And her friend brought her little brother. And I don't know why they even include that person. No, because we have to have people in different parts of the club for what happens. Oh, that's a good point. Didn't think about that. But... Our main character girl, she's like, uh, is this the bathroom? Opens the door, close it, crying. It's like, uh, red crate. Uh oh. For the collection. Opens the crate. It's Arkin. It's a surprise Arkin. Surprise oh. Arkin. You were in the first movie. He jumps out of that box, he's like, get down, and tackles what? her. Spear comes through the vent, just misses our main character. Wow. That Thank spear goodness. sets off a chain of events of which I have never seen before and shall never again. You think that the Battle of uh, Rohan or the Battle of Pelennor Fields or uh, like, you know, you're, you're outside the, the gates of Sauron, you thought that was some crazy shit? Yeah. No. Nah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Nightclub of the Collection 2012. <laughs> 
<laughs> you get like a long shot of like these wires like activating these other things, like like a Ruth Goldberg machine. Uh, yeah, the Ruth, later. Final yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg machine, and it <laughs> and it gets to basically. Do you know those? Have you ever seen on a farm the giant spinning uh, combines that pick up the hay? Yes. They kind of look like blades, right? They do. So apparently these have just been sharpened. And so <laughs> there's like four of them that are on the ceiling. Nobody's They're noticed. rotating. They well, because rotating. we're dancing. Because we're dancing. It's a rave. <laughs> they start rotating and then come down. And then they literally just plow over the dancing crowd. With nobody noticing, the people behind them are exploding. The DJ is facing them, doesn't even notice it <laughs> until it like, rips her in half. Yeah. So there's the boyfriend that cheated on his girlfriend, like sees it first, gets the hand cut, and he gets up and is running. He's like, move out of my way. Move out of my way. And everyone's like, dude, what's your... Like, nobody notices. This giant-ass combine is just tearing people apart. Boyfriend turns a corner down the hallway to the bathrooms. There's a tripwire. He trips it. Machete. Machetes come out of the wall and just start cutting people. <laughs> and there's a bunch of people leaning against the wall, so they get cut up. And then everyone's running around. And the remaining survivors get to this one area that kind of looks like a freight elevator. Mm. And they get in there. Uh-oh. Cage comes up. What? Collector's on top of the uh-huh. roof thing. He throws a switch, crushes them all. Just and our, and our main character gets to watch her friend, and she looks her in the eyes during the whole event because it's you know maintained so dominance. Turned into a crepe. Yeah, just and then the collector chases after her main character, and Arkin tries to help her. It like tries always. to be like, mm-hmm. like no, don't go, guy. don't go that way. Classic da, da, da. Arkin from three years collector, ago. Collector. Grabs Arkin or grabs the main girl, and Arkin's like, Elena. "Oh shit!" Grabs the boyfriend, who's not yet—I don't think entirely dead yet—that's been macheted. Grabs him, jumps through a window, lands he, on he a uses car. Has a pillow. <laughs> Land on a car outside the club. Arkin gets up, runs away. Ambulance picks him up. The collection. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, the gosh. movie's not good, but that opening is insane. Yes, and again, it goes from the subtlety of like this amazing, intricate trapped house. It's contained. The house is away from people. He, you know, is very methodical to basically an act of terrorism on a massive scale. <laughs> and at least the movie does. At that point, they they're like, "Fuck the police! They can't do anything." Because he kidnapped the daughter of yeah. some politician guy. Shooter so, McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So he's called in the big guns. Well, we know the sequel from the Scream rules that are laid out in Scream 2 has to be bigger, yeah. better, yeah. bigger body counts. Bigger, much. And one that's not a rule that's listed in Scream, but it always seems to be a rule of people who love James Cameron is that everyone <laughs> thinks they can do the Alien sequel. Everyone thinks in the sequel, oh, how do we make this scare? Armed people can't even deal with this guy or this creature. So the second one's always mercenaries, like army men, is any sort of military thing, but they're always armed and then they still can't do shit. And they think that like adds terror, but really all it does, except for aliens, because aliens did it correctly, it just makes them look incompetent. It doesn't yeah. make <laughs> the, the killer look better. It makes the mercenaries look dumber. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, going back to the original here. Well, 
I know that was a tangent, but I wanted to talk about that. Cause I that like is, I was there. That opening is insane. It's so funny. I feel like I've seen it. Yeah, you don't need to see it now. <laughs> you might want to see it though. You might want to just... It is know. streaming on HBO Max. Yeah, just tell your friends. Yeah. Just tell your friends. Uh, but going back to our original here, like, is there anything you would add or change? How would you fix it? I mean, I would do your ending. Like, take the ending of the collection, put that at the end. Well, so I guess the movie would then be like hour and 50 so that we can see Arkin lose his family. He's not happy about that. And then he has to hunt. Like, he just like now has the collector. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And then at some point, you need to have uh, maybe maybe the collector is Lord Farquaad. (laughs) That's how you'd fix it. Well, I mean, at some point, this movie has to turn into Shrek, right? Right, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, when he unmasks him in the scuffle. Yeah, he loses about three feet. (laughs) 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 Takes him off his stilts. (laughs) Wizard of Oz style. Yeah, it's Lord Farquaad. John? Well, I don't know how I'd fix it. I think I would have preferred... So I've been thinking of uh, Don't Breathe. Oh, um, that, yeah. And how good. that felt like a more tense movie because of the... Maybe it was just a longer game of cat and mouse than this one was. So maybe if they could have made that a little bit longer before the chase kind of stuff happened where it was more of like a chess match between Arkin and our collector friend and more of the navigating traps and i don't i guess there was already a lot of that but i felt like the um obviously the store side story seemed pointless we didn't know his motivation i guess so the but. part of don't breathe you would also try to incorporate is the turkey based star <gasps> right mm-hmm. where would that fit <laughs> nowhere would that be with victoria <laughs> nowhere <laughs> oh man no but john i i, I agree with you because i think i think what i would ultimately do to fix this is if you cut out Pretty much, I don't know, I'd say like 80% of this beginning of backstory with Arkin. Like, having him be the handyman of the house, all that stuff plays. All that stuff plays. It should have gone from there to him being at a bar, and then the guy he goes and meets later sits down next to him and basically says, like, tonight's the night. He's like, you know, Arkin being reluctant, being like, I don't want to do this. And then you just have the prison exchange thing of like, I looked out for you. You owe me. This dude has a ruby. You're going to steal it. And being like, okay, but, but when I just after I do this, daughter. yeah, after I do this, I'm done. You know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, instead of having a B, he has to save, maybe instead of like using the money to save his daughter, maybe it can just be, you know, he lost his daughter. You know what I mean? Whether that's through custody thing, like he can't see his daughter because he's an ex-con and the wife took it, you know what I mean? Super simple. Just keep it super simple because you still get the daughter incorporated where he feels like he really has to get to Hannah because it adds that layer. And then beyond that, you just have the simple thief doesn't want to be doing this, but he's got to go do this. He gets in deeper than he wanted, plays out. And then exactly what you said. I think the cat and mouse game should have been all the way through until literally the last five minutes. Because I think even when he found Hannah, Arkin should have used to his advantage that the collector didn't know he's in the house, that he thinks Hannah's been running around. Like it should have, there should have been moments where it seems like Arkin left Hannah alone as a diversion. You know what I mean? To So the collector won't figure out he's there. 
and to continue the thought the process. That the guy says he's going to take one person from the house. The only person left alive is Hannah, so it has to be her. Right. She's safe. Exactly. Exactly. So if he uses that to his advantage to outplay the collector, and then it, you know, you can have it devolve into the plan works, but they still got to be chased out of the house. That works fine. I like it. I like that. I like then, you know, I think it should just be, he, don't get hit by the cop car. He should, he's wounded from fighting the thing anyway. You should do the ambulance. Uh, I think you go, I think, again, I think you just go fake out of um, just him and the ambulance. And then it should be the ending of collector or the collection where it's, because the ending of the collection is you follow him, the collector going into his house. You don't see his face, but you know it's him. And he's like reading the mail and stuff. And he turns on the radio as he's going upstairs. And then the radio changes to like a hard rock music. So he knows somebody's in the house. And then Arkin gets the jump on him and basically tells him he's been searching for him. He put together who he was. Da, 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 and then closes him in a case saying that, you know, he's going to make sure he fills everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how that ends. Yeah, because we kind of looked over when Arkin got captured. Yeah, with the hooks. Yeah. And oh, the, we the did bugs, skip over that. We did skip over that. in there. Because that's after, that's after the Jill death is Arkin gets captured by the Collector because that's when the Collector sees him is after Jill sets off the trap because the Collector heard all that. We did skip over that, but while that does add to what the genre is, that torture porn kind of like, you know, this is why this genre exists kind of thing with the fish hooks is pretty brutal, to be honest. And that's why... And how Arkin has the info that he likes bugs. Right, because of the cockroach thing yeah. where he cuts him. I forgot about that scene, mainly because I mentally blocked it out. of like, oh. Yeah, could have been worse. Thought it was headed for darker waters. Yeah, same. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Arkin just being there like, this is it. <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't go in there. <laughs> oh, no, they're eating it. <laughs> and then they're going to eat me. <laughs> Oh my god. That's yeah. what we should watch. But, yeah. <laughs> but this is a I enjoyed this movie. It's it's a very weird, bizarre like I understand why it didn't take off. And I nor do I think this is like one of those movies that I'm gonna be like, Oh, why didn't the collector ever take off? <laughs> like why aren't more people excited about the collector? But you know, it's a fun B level horror film that kind of took an interesting twist on an already existing genre. Like I'm always game for that when it's something that's played out like home invasion movies and there is some sort of twist to it. I'm there for it. Like that's fun. It's the same reason why I liked your next, uh, which we still haven't done. We got to do that come Halloween this year. It's a Nelson Mandela effect. I know. On me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's why I enjoyed this movie. And then the second movie is just ridiculous. We do Thanksgiving genre. That'll come up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, any final thoughts? I mean, I think it's worth your time. I, I, I definitely think it's worth your free time. I, if you like these type of movies, that's true. I, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. so. If you I, don't, it's not gonna be. Good. I don't like. Yeah, I see most of the Saw movies, but this one like kind of got you. Got me a little bit with some of the fish hooks and some of the visuals were like very like it lingered. The shots lingered. Like Saw, it felt like there was like a game. The people had a chance of a way out. He was trying to teach them a lesson. Not that that makes it any better, but yeah. I also felt like this movie, for some reason, just was a little bit more um, harder to watch it for is, me personally. It is some guy playing with his food, basically. Yeah, even though, because we said this was initially written as, and pitched as a 
jigsaw prequel film like yeah. the early days so i totally see that and i i can already hear the like saw tape thing of it being this all happened in the middle of the night and it just being the 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 dad or the wife whoever plays the tape and it's like the whole thing about you've been living in luxury all your life be off the backs of whatever da, da, da. you're a milkman <laughs> <laughs> taking advantage of the cows that give you milk Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you separate the calves from the. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. But, <laughs> but it needs to be a milkman. Right. Yeah, he's a milkman. But you know what I mean? Like, it just being that whole pitch. And then the idea is if they can get out of the house, they're free. Like, that's. I, I get that. That's very straightforward. And you can tell. Because you can even see in a lot of the traps that they kept were probably from the original. Like, the bear trap stuff, the razor wires through the hallway, for sure feel like... Can you imagine running through that if you were running? I don't think you'd get all the way through it. I think the first two would probably kill you, you, you right? you stuck. I think, right? I don't know. That dude touched him with his cheek and oh. cut. Yeah, but I mean, the collector, like, cut him real quick with a he knife. Did. So, I don't know. That's the thing with the razor wire. I don't get it. If if you can't do gore, don't watch this movie. Yeah, True. if you're not into the jigsaw saw films and um, that kind of genre that happened, like the hostels and whatnot, you're not gonna. Even though I would say this is more tame to a degree than some of those, it's still that same psychological effect of like, oh my god. Yeah. So this movie is more fun than Hostel. Yes, I There's agree with no that. No point in Hostel other than just like, how can we kill a person? <laughs> That was the pitch meeting, and then they were like, wait, why don't we just make this the movie? (laughs) (laughs) Why does there need to be a plot? (laughs) Different rooms, different murders. Exactly. Wow. We'll just get creative. Yeah. We'll call it hostile, because we're being hostile to these people. (laughs) And it's like taking people from a hostel, you know, where they sleep. Oh, my God. Write that down. Write that down. I'm doing it. My name is Eli Roth. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we all agree that's worth your free time. <laughs> Produce this. Produce I, this. I don't know that I agreed that it's worth your free time. Oh, sorry. Well, that's just two you know, of us. Yeah, and and yeah, it's okay. That's two okay. of us think it's worth your free but time. But it is a short movie. And if you yeah. really like those movies, maybe. But I might err on the side of no. let the record show. I think I'm going to say no. Hey, that's cool. Hey, and we're still friends. <laughs> and that's the way it needs to be in society. That brings us to our sponsor. No, Society. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to make a great addition. I liked this more than Society. I will say that. Oh, my gosh. The butthead thing still, like, stuck with me, man. I can't get over it. Uh, what was it? The shunting? shunting. We need to end. We yeah, need to end. Shunting. I was looking Remember to follow word. us at TMFT Podcast on Twitter and write us at TMFT Podcast at gmail.com. This has been TMFT. Oh my god, I'm stumbling over words. This has been too much free time. Uh, we're gonna start. I don't know what we're nicknaming it, but we're basically gonna do martial arts slash action movies for the summer, and I'm excited because those are the movies I grew up on, and a lot of them aren't great, but they're super entertaining. So there's got to be like hand to hand combat. Yes. Yeah. Would it, no? I, yeah. So like, not every action movie has hand to hand. That's a good point. I'm just saying yeah. it's mainly martial art films. Yeah. But if your if your main hero mainly uses his hands, I'll allow it. What about his mind as well? No, doesn't count. Oh. The hands, man. It's all about the hands. Yeah, I'm excited. If he kicks too much, I might disqualify. <laughs> <laughs> it's hands. It's hands. Is this still part of the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> I like callbacks to previous episodes. <laughs> like the happening came up